0: man, so I don't know how to how to say it but, you know, and there I was just minding my black ass business and I decide to look into my phone to get some stuff to talk about on this little podcast thing I do and lo and behold we're beefing with Canada and you how? how do you say? you know how and you know who but apparently we're beefing with Canada. It's always some tariffs, which mean money. And, yeah, the G7, uh, the president pulled out of the G7 communique, which is basically, for those who don't know, because I damn sure didn't know, it's basically a shared group of priorities between, like, the seven leading economies in the, uh, in the world. So Canada, Germany, Italy, Japan, the U.K., the U.S., and I'm leaving somebody out. France. So apparently these countries get together and they discuss things involving trade, economic stability, national security, all these things these countries talk about and they get on one accord. And our president decided hey, we don't want to do that no more. And it all goes back to money, man. It all goes back to when this individual got elected and from that point I felt in my heart, in my soul, that everything done was going to be motivated by money. I just had to get that off because I don't want to talk about it too much. There's a, a lot of things happening this week, and I feel like it's been longer than the normal, I guess, week when I do my podcast and shit. It's, I feel like there's been a lot of stuff that happened, and I just I heard it, and then I just it went out my mind. I forgot about it, didn't think about it. Because like I told y'all a few episodes back, I really ain't been fucking with the news too much just because it's the same old shit. I'm getting watered down. The world hates Trump. America loves Trump. Yada, yada, yada. It's the same old shit. So I decided to take a break. But this caught my attention because, I mean, it's it's Canada, bro. It's Canada. Like, we can't be at odds with Canada. It just doesn't make sense for your neighbor to be at odds with you. That's crazy to me. And I'm not, you know, I, mean, I don't think there's no real smoke at all. But just the fact that this is out in the public is crazy. And they, I think the German chancellor, was it the German chancellor or the French president? One of them said you can destroy a trust with 280 uh, characters. So that's talking directly to a certain individual who weaponizes Twitter and social media. So, yeah, man, that's... um. That's 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 all I got for political news, man. Just some bullshit, some bullshit that's done to appease a small amount of people and to make sure their funds are straight. Like there's nothing you can say that's going to get me to not feel that way. And I understand there's groups of people in this country, probably people I know that agree with what he's talking about, man, but just everything I've seen that this man has done while being in the White House and that over Office has been financially motivated to keep people like him and his friends happy. And to to play to a base that don't really know shit about what's going on, that just likes to argue for their side. They don't think, and that's just my take. I could be wrong if you don't like it. Hey, man, fuck you before fuck me. But that that's all I got regarding that. But I do have uh, something I want to say, and that's uh thank you to somebody who recently passed away. They say he committed suicide, Anthony Boudreaux. I didn't really look into it. I just know that this guy had my dream job, and I want to thank him personally. It's not like I know him, but I do want to thank him for, you know, uh, going to work and showing me the world and showing me different foods people ate and just going to be a good representative of our country on an international stage, being able to move in between all these different cultures. So apparently he was a chef. I didn't really know that he was a chef until, like, I watched, like, three or four episodes of his show. I just knew Cuz traveled and ate, and it, that's, like, exactly what I want to do with my life. But apparently he communicated, I mean, he communicated, apparently he committed suicide uh, over the over the weekend man, and um, or during the week. And it's just sad. Um, also, Kate Spade passed away as well. And listen, man, get help. I don't know what these individuals had going on but talk to somebody man like don't don't be out there alone there's too many people in this world too many ways to get a to get a hold of people for people to to feel alone and i know i'm not in that situation but damn like talk to somebody hit me up i give you all my twitter every episode if you fucked up you can you really need to talk to somebody hit me i'll talk to you before i just let something happen I'll do whatever I can, exhaust my resources, to keep you uh alive. So, no play two four seven at Twitter. You know, no playing this ride at gmail.com. By the way, episode number thirty three. No playing this ride. Shout out to Scottie Pippen, Alonzo Mourning. Who else wore thirty thirty three? Larry Bird and Kareem Abdul Jabbar, the greatest thirty three in basketball history. Shout out to all of them. But back to what I was talking about though. Get help. If you got some shit going on, please talk to somebody. If you got your own internal demons, or if somebody's doing something to you, or you know something's being done to somebody else, speak up, speak out, act. Don't let that shit go without having no type of resolution to it, because that problem's only going to get bigger, man. But rest in peace to old to old Anthony, man. He was a he seemed like a, a fun dude, man, like a solid cat. I just, I just saw him traveling the world and kicking it, man, and um, it's a damn shame. Goddamn shame. But I, I hope his family's okay. I know it's gonna be something hard for them to deal with. But we must press on and learn from this tragedy, and that's what I plan to do, man. That's what I plan to do. In uh, other news, I don't know if y'all remember about that same-sex uh wedding cake case that was going on. So, there was a couple who went into a bakery and wanted their wedding cake done. And the owner of the bakery was like, nah, cuz, I'm not doing that. That's your lifestyle. But I have my religious beliefs, and that's something that I'm not not comfortable with. That's something I'm not comfortable with, and um, I can't do it. And it became this big deal, and it went to the Supreme Court. So ultimately, the Supreme Court sided with the baker, which to me a hey, it just it just makes sense because one, it's like, listen, I'm one of them them black people like I don't play about my fucking food. If I go to your establishment and I get that inkling that you don't want me to eat your food, I'm out just like that, like you know what, bro? It ain't worth it. Like, I'm not trying to prove a point or force a point just for you to spit in my food to do something vile to my food. There's no way in hell I'm going to go through all that. And I understand what the couple, I guess they felt like, hey, we have to make a stand, this, that, and the third, to that we're being discriminated against and yada, yada. Okay, that's cool. But at the end of the day, that's that man's establishment. If he's banking, basing his, what he's doing on his religion, you're you not going to win that. Not in this country. No way in hell. Now, if he was a Muslim, you might have had a shot. But white Christian man, ain't no way in hell you're going to win that argument. I'm sorry that you wasted your time. You could have just blasted them on Yelp and went and got your cake made somewhere else. I don't understand why it blew up to what it did. I mean, of course, the media fire it created. But I just don't I just don't see why you would push. It just it just doesn't make sense to, to push like that. If somebody doesn't want your money, don't fucking fight to give it to them. You tried, okay, too bad, so sad. You move on, spend your money somewhere else, write them a bad review, go on with your life. get all this back and forth in court for what? You didn't get what you wanted. You probably been got married. Just a waste of time, in my opinion. But I, I I just don't like when, sexuality and like race get put next to each other. Cause, in my base is like, yeah, as a black person, they wouldn't let the people of color eat in certain areas too. But that's something different because people don't always know if somebody's a homosexual just when they see you. And there's nothing that you gotta you gotta point to something to me, in the Bible where they talk about race, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can't fuck with this guy because it's race. Like, you can't back that up. That's not going to be accepted socially. It shouldn't be accepted socially, and there's no way you can do that legally. Like, yeah, he's black. I didn't want to serve him. I didn't want to do that. They're going to crucify you for that. And I I just hate when they put sexuality and race next to each other. Like, it's, it's civil rights, yeah, but to a point. Like, this being black, I can't hide this shit. I, there's nothing I can do about this shit. I love it, and it's my burden. I deal with it, and I struggle with it every day just being a black man in America. I don't want to hide it, but somebody that's homosexual, you may not even know. And I've been... that's happened to me plenty of times. You've you been... Knew somebody, cool and well, find out they're gay. Do I give a shit? No, but, but I, it just proves my point. Like, you can, you can mask that shit. I mean, ultimately, it's your business, but, like, when it comes to race... I got. I kind of draw that line. It's not the same thing. It's not. It's definitely not. You go ask an Asian person how they feel about that shit. They can't hide that. As soon as they walk into a room, everybody know that's the Asian guy. As soon as I walk into a room, I'm the black guy. As soon as an Arab walk into the room, that guy looks like he's from the Middle East. I'm just saying. I can't. Uh, I can't put them together, man. That's that's not something I can do. Also, in um. Trump related news. A lot of people on Facebook uh, shit on Kim Kardashian. I don't know what she did to the world. I honestly don't know. All I know is she's in the news a lot. She's dated people, you know, had a bunch of high-profile relationships, whatever. I'm not going to get into that, but I honestly have no clue what Kim Kardashian did to America, for America to hate her the way, and her family the way they do. Now if they're rich and they're spoiled, whatever. I guess I don't know much about them. I know that they make moves to make more money than what they had, so I can't really be mad at them for that. I don't know, but what she was, uh, what I was, what I brought up for was because she met with Donald Trump about getting a woman's sentence commuted, who had been in jail like a first-time offense. Apparently, she was a mother who lost her son, fell on hard times, and she committed she was involved in some drug trafficking and I think I want to say Memphis Tennessee I'm not sure on the city but I know it was in Tennessee and uh, the president ended up commuting her sentence after meeting with Kim Kardashian now this woman had been in jail served like 21 years like well past her time she should have been in jail for that one little offense and we know how they do with unfair sentencing when it comes to African Americans in this country so I'm not getting into that she's out now she did her time cool my thing is when people was dogging this girl out i'm talking about kim k for going to the white house and talking to the president now i understand these are two people that are highly disliked in the country and for different reasons but i will say this it's like you don't know these people outside of social media you don't know their whole story completely you see that reality show you're seeing clips of their life designed by producers and directors To create revenue for the network. You don't know these people as individuals. So if I see somebody like Kim K. Going to the White House on behalf of a black woman. Am I upset? No. Why the fuck would I be upset? If she's going to the White House to talk to the president about prison reform. The end result was she got somebody the fuck out of prison. And just the shit people were saying like on my timeline. It's just so funny to me how somebody who's not going to go do that. Is going to bash somebody because they have the ability to go do that shit. Like my nigga, when you get somebody out of jail, <laughs> then then you can talk. If you're not working, if you're not doing that, if you're not putting that type of energy out into the into the the universe somehow, by hey man, don't do dumb shit. You gotta shut the fuck up, man. You really gotta shut the fuck up because while y'all was dogging this woman, like oh what does she know about prison reform? She went and talked to that man, and that lady is out of jail. Point blank period. And even even though we know how it works with politics and the appearance of things, like, oh look, I did this for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we know it was it was a cheap ploy. It like it it looks like a win for Trump with the black voters. I get that. But just celebrate the fact that this woman's out of jail. Just focus on the positive. I know what it looks like. I can see past, I can see beneath the surface, but just focus on the positive that this woman's out of jail and that you can't shake the fact and you can't deal and cope with the fact that Kim K helped get it done. And that's just the truth of the matter, fam. It wasn't Beyonce, it wasn't Jay-Z, it wasn't Kaepernick, Kim fucking Kardashian got this lady out of jail. And don't get it fucked up. I'm not one of these black conservatives that are like, oh, Jay-Z don't do shit for people. Jay-Z done, He's done plenty. Jay Z's giving and Beyonce have given a lot of people fucking jobs that would probably been stuck in fucked up situations. They've donated shit tons of money, so I'm not shitting on them. I'm just using them as an example because for some reason in the black community, that's the holy grail of people you got to talk about. And we all know what Cap, Cap sacrificed his whole fucking career and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars. So I'm not shitting on Cap either. I'm just saying, right now. That's who everybody's talking about. Who everybody'll throw up like, oh, they did this, they did that. Yeah, that's cool, but people shit on Kim K like she wasn't doing something positive. Like, you know, get out of her her bedroom business and just look at her as a person and seeing that she's put, stuck her neck out for some shit, and she knew she was gonna get ridiculed for it because of her past, and she did the shit anyway. You gotta respect that, especially if you ain't doing shit. Just saying. I know I had some some other news. But fuck it, man. I'm trying to make this one short, so let's let's uh let's move on real quick, man. So uh yeah, get the brooms, man. It's a wrap. I was wrong about the NBA finals. I was I wasn't way off. I was off by a game and uh I would just say I was off by a game. I called it five one Golden State with Steph getting his finals MVP was wrong twice but I was off by one game. And I'll explain that with this. I didn't see a sweep coming. I figured LeBron was going to get one off in Cleveland. I was wrong. The reason he didn't get one off in Cleveland is because of KD. And that's how fucking uh Steph Curry lost his finals MVP because he had a shitty game. Him and Klee had a shitty game. And KD had a, a monstrous game. He had like, he I think he had a double-double, like 40-something points and 13 rebounds, something crazy like that. I think he had a goddamn double-double. And Steph had a shitty game. And even though Steph had hit nine threes the game before and came back the last game and scored 37, you're not getting past that that game three. Because the game game three looked like a change on the guard. Okay, like, okay, you were the best player in the world. Now I'm the best player in the world. That's that's just what they look like to me, and I may be wrong. And don't get it wrong, I'm not shitting on LeBron James. I'm thinking he gonna get one against that team is showing you how much I, I think of him. Him cut dropping fifty in the in game one, crazy. Him averaging a triple double, crazy. But KD saying something supposedly KD supposedly KD was quoted as saying it's easy. To be the best player, when your team is bad, it's harder to be the best player when you're on the team full of great players. It's harder to stand out. He said something to that effect. I don't know if that's a shot at Brian or a shot of people saying he's number two when he feels like he's number one. But let's let's just call a spade a spade, right? They play the same position, and I'm just saying this for argument's sake. Right? They play the same position. They've seen each other in the finals three times two times Kevin Durant has won that duel. I'm just saying, regardless of teams, because one time, LeBron had the super team when he was in Miami. The the last two rounds, KD had the better team. I will say this, though. If you're watching the game like I'm watching the game, LeBron come up to court they do their thing when they switch, they do the switch, like somebody come throw a pick on uh, whoever's guarding LeBron. A lot of times it was KD, and they'll basically pull that person away to get LeBron to match up with Steph Curry, right? Anytime LeBron come up to court, KD running out there. For the most part, KD running up on LeBron. On the reverse side of that, it looked like LeBron was ducking the smoke. And if you don't agree with me, I urge you to go back, watch game three. Just go to the end of game three. When Kevin Durant hit that three. When you see the screen that got 6'8", 260 pounds of solid muscle off of KD. So that Rodney Hood was guarding KD. And KD hit that three from damn near the locker room, which completely shut the game out because they were up like three. I think it was one hundred to one hundred three, or one hundred to one hundred four, something crazy like that. Cleveland still had a shot. You down less than ten the last few minutes of the game, you got a shot. KD come down court, dribbling the ball out for the, on the clock. LeBron's on KD. Steph comes with the screen. Right. LeBron goes with Steph. For I don't why I don't know. Rodney Hood steps up on KD. KD one, two, steps back. Bang, from about the goddamn. He shot that three from the Cleveland Brown Stadium. <laughs> Net. Series over. After that shot. It was a wrap. We knew they was getting swept. Because I'm like, if you don't win game three at home, this your first game back home in the finals, or you don't win game three, game four, it's a wrap. You just basically waiting to end it. Like, it's like, I don't, it's like, why am I going to fly home to get beat? <laughs> to watch them celebrate. Let's be real. It's just, it'll be just like last year. you going to win the game to watch them fly all the way the fuck home. And to fly all the way to to California to get your ass, and be flying right the fuck back. If you ask me, they might, it might have just been smarter from the losing Cleveland. Like, like you, you got your money right. You got your the arena, the owners got their bag for the two finals games in the arena. Why spend money flying the team out if they just gonna lose in California? Shut it down, man. They took, I mean, they took Brian out with four minutes to go. They knew what it was. Nah, don't get the fuck up. he, offensively, he played hard, but defensively, he ducked the smoke with KD, the whole fucking series, the whole entire goddamn series. If you go look at a highlight package of what Kevin Durant was doing in this series, watch how many times he's been guarded by LeBron. I just want you to watch. See if you see what I'm seeing, how many times he was guarding LeBron. Now, I've seen a highlight of that LeBron shooting the three in KD's face, but that's because KD was guarding him. Or attempting to. Like, every time Braun came up the court, KD was right the fuck there. we we got to have a talk come next season. All that best team shit. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I said he got the on the best team, but think about it. LeBron was trying to put together the best team. He did it twice. He did it fucking twice. We know LeBron don't like to rebuild. He did it when he went to Miami with Chris Bosh and D. Wade, and he did it when he came back. He, wasn't, he was not going to come back to fucking Cleveland if they weren't getting Kevin Love and they didn't already have Kyrie Irving. So y'all can get that bullshit out your head. Like LeBron James does not come back home to fucking Cleveland if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love aren't there. No way in fucking hell. I don't give a damn how much you love Akron. you not coming back if those guys ain't there. So, LeBron did that shit twice, and he's looking to go to another loaded team now. So, what are y'all going to call it if LeBron ends up in Philly, and they go to the finals and they win? Then it's going to be fair, right? Because that's going to be the third time he did what he did. And I'm one of the people who was pissed off at KD because I loved him and Russ together, but when I looked at it further and I found out what was actually going on, because people never like to find out what's actually going on. We just like to react. Like, oh, man, he a bitch, he a bitch, he a bitch. I challenge anybody who feels that way about Kevin Durant. I want you to, after you listen to this, if you disagree with me, go find ways to make your life harder. Uh, Think about it. Just go find ways to make your life harder. That's all I'm saying. Because this man was playing for this organization for nine years and felt the organization was going in a different direction and backing a reckless player who holds the ball too much who shoots the ball when he shouldn't? He's not even the best shooter on the on the team, and he shoots regular shots all the time. Takes over the game, sometimes for worse. I mean, look at the situation. KD leaves OKC to go to Golden State, right? Russ gets an MVP, triple fucking double, he averages a triple double for the season. Gets an MVP. Go to the playoffs. He out of there by, I think, like I don't even know when they got out the playoffs. Maybe first, second round, they, they, they gone. They the fuck out of the playoffs. You know what KD did? He didn't win the MVP. He won the finals MVP in the championship. Fast forward to this season. Russ gets two more stars. Paul George, Carmelo, Anthony. After they get rid of Oladipo and Sabonis, who showed out in the playoffs, had a better playoffs than they did with the Indiana Pacers. Russ gets them out of there. They outed in the first fucking round. You know what KD did? KD got another ring, another finals MVP. So, did this man make the right decision, right or wrong? And he didn't force a trade. He was a free, capital F-R-E-E, free agent. That's the key word. He was a free agent. I did my time. I did my nine years. Took y'all to the finals. We had James Harden. Y'all let James Harden go. He's a potential MVP this year. Y'all got Russ. Y'all letting Russ run ride with the ball. I'm, I've been hurt. I don't think y'all value me as much. I get recruited by the best team. Do I turn that down? What have I worked my whole life for? To play at the highest level. You can't get at no higher level than playing with the best team. So I don't understand it. Like after I had my I threw my initial tantrum and I got over myself. I looked at him like he just did what anybody else would do. You're in the job where you are under contract where you don't really have any leverage unless you're superstar status like he is, right? But if you get hurt, your value decreases. And who knows with basketball, when you can get an injury that's going to fuck up your whole career. Look at Derrick Rose. But who knows when any game you can get an injury and you out of here for the rest of your life. You can not play basketball at the same level again. So do I do I mind? He was like, fuck that. The best team wants me. The best team's going to get the best player. Do I mind that? No, not at all. Because I know nobody else, no fan who works at a job who can go to another job to work, to be in a better environment and have more success and have more growth potential in their career and arguably a better, let's say a better state, better city. Are you going to turn that down? You'd be a fucking fool. And they want you. You're not even really having to go to get them. They like, yo, we need you. We can succeed with you and everything you bring to the squad. We want you here Shit (laughs) Y'all got KD fucked up Another thing We can stop the comparisons now All that MJ LeBron shit That's dead Sorry It's over For now Who knows what he's gonna do He can play until like he's 40 So who knows what he's gonna do But uh That Right now that conversation is dead That's it. You can't talk about that shit no more. Swept in the finals, you automatically out of there. It's a wrap. And I got people talking shit like, oh, he, well, Jordan got swept. Jordan got swept when he was, what, a rookie in his first couple years? Ain't holding that against LeBron. He was on a terrible team. This team I don't think was that bad. I've seen everybody who was starting and a couple of the role players for the Cavaliers, I've seen them produce in different situations. But when all you're told to do is spread the floor, and shoot threes, you never get your game going because everything you're doing is predicated on LeBron. If you watch the Cleveland Cavaliers play, this is what they do. LeBron comes up the court. There's a pick and roll to get the switch to get the favorable matchup for LeBron. Right? So that's two players you got. One guy is not really involved in the offense because he's throwing the screen for LeBron. And then you have the corner three for, um... Kevin Love, the other three for Kyle Korver, and then somebody else is in the corner. So you got the the two baselines were Kyle Korver and Kevin Love, and then you got Jeff Green on like a corner or J.R. Smith somewhere. And that's what they do for the most part. They have more success when they let other guys do what they normally do. When Jeff Green attacks, when George Hill attacks, when J.R. Smith attacks, when Kevin Love goes down low, but for some reason, Ty Lue don't bring that out. I guess it's only when LeBron starts struggling they want to do that. But I don't know. We'll see what LeBron ends up next year. Uh, it's interesting. I can't wait to find out. I'm re- I'm already excited for the next season. I think it's gonna be crazy. Boston and Houston look real good, but I don't I don't, I don't know because the Boston. Their chemistry is going to be fucked up because Kyrie's going to be back and Jordan Hayward is going to be back. That means Tatum or um, Jalen Brown. Somebody got to go. I don't know how they're going to work their rotation out because you can't put Tatum on the bench after. I mean, you can, but are you going to bench up a somebody with a rookie of your potential after that? Are you going to bench Jalen Brown after that performance? What you going to do with Terry Frazier? You know what I mean? Like Boston, they got they got good problems. Houston, who knows what Houston's gonna do? Can they resound cb 3 They they got they need to resign Clint Capella. And I think for LeBron, you gotta look at what CP3 is doing. If they can get CP3 to Cleveland, I think LeBron stay home. If they can work something out, cause I know the contracts they got are killers right now. But if they can somehow get those guys out of Cleveland, get CP get CP three in there, you got a shot to go back to the finals again, my friend. Just saying. But yeah, Boston and Houston, that's intriguing. All right, um, I'm gonna step away from sports and hop into this music. Hey, Weezy got his lawsuit, so he won. He's free. His album's coming out. He got like 10 million. He's finally off cash money, or well, he's out of that situation. Whatever he had going on with baby, I'm not really a big Wayne fan these days. But congrats to Cuz for getting that um for getting that lawsuit cracking and doing what he had to do. He suffered a lot from not being able to put out music. But hey, you gotta look at the paperwork you signed, man. Also, um, uh, listen, these young guys, the young guys in the game. I I don't know what what the situation I don't know how there's this much beef I really don't know like how there's this much beef in rap I feel like with the ability to reach out to somebody on through an app or some shit it's it's too much for some shit to get twisted and be misconstrued and for things to go the wrong way so I don't understand why Uzi Vert is chasing Rich the Kid I don't understand why Chief Keef and Takashi are getting in the shit like, it, it, it's crazy. And that Chief Keith and Takashi, that's the scary shit. And, and I'll give you two reasons why. One obvious reason is because of violence. Because everybody, you know, you well aware of Chief Keith and his past and everything going on in Chicago. We're aware of that. And now, with Takashi and his camp, you got people trying to stand on the bullshit claims he's making about how he's so gangster. So now you've got the guys with him that are gangsters that they, now they, always on alert because they know he's a target and they out there willing to do dumb shit and who knows how many copycats he's going to create in new york city and like i guess chief keith was in new york and there was some shots around or some shit like that listen that that scared number one it's a lot of violence a lot of people gonna potentially get hurt and then number two i may be wrong about takashi like i don't really fuck with his music it's People say, like, his music is yelling to me. It's it's cool, but it ain't nothing I plan on listening to more than once. And uh, the scary thing with him is it's just, like, it all seemed like a setup. Nothing about him seemed authentic, him the person. It's just him talking like nobody's going to touch me. It's like it's almost like he's baiting you. And these kids, like, I know Chief Keefe and them, they're aware of the hip-hop police, especially in New York fucking city. You see how they got Meek Mill. But they're aware of what's going on. So I would, it's like, you, you got to kind of look at it like, sounds cool, bro. You saying a lot of shit, but we know that you're trying to bait us to get into some trouble in New York city. You're true. You're that guy. You're a fucking troll. That's what you do. So it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to take something either somebody to get arrested, fuck with him, or somebody in his family or his campus is going to get hurt and then he'll learn. But when his, his time is about up. I know he got songs charting and all that shit, but his time is about up. Just like the rest of them. They time their clock is ticking because they a gimmick. And fans outgrow clowns. That's it is just what it is. People outgrow clowns. Like flavor flav. You know. Everybody loved him in the nineties. He put out an album now, Crickets. Just saying. Uh and uh in my, from my hometown, a guy got shot up, man. Um, he lost his brother, this dude, uh, Young and Ace. I went and uh, I listened to some of his music on YouTube and saw some of his videos and shit. And they're doing the normal, the sad but normal shit. And we're in the age now where anybody could be an artist. Like, I can literally, like, put on some beats, record it the same way I do this podcast, rap some lyrics, upload the shit to Soundcast in a matter of an hour. Now, I'm not telling you how the quality of that shit's gonna be But with no editing And, and none of that other mixing and shit I can Cut on uh, the song right now in the car Rap over it over his microphone Record all that shit And push that shit to SoundCloud Right now if I wanted to And then throw up some dumbass pictures in my album artwork And boom I'm a rapper Right And these kids are doing this And they're making money doing it But then when the violence and all that shit go in They shoot it the, they it's like the violence is the thing that sells the video i mean the video is the thing that sells the song you see the shit on youtube because now when they shoot the videos it used to be what got you what kind of got you over in the video wasn't the nice cars and and the jewelry and shit now for them it's the guns the guns have replaced the chains in the video that's just what i'm looking at the guns and the antics the you know, the gangster antics have have replaced the chains and the cars and the girls and the videos now. Because now you watch a video for somebody on to come up, they don't even really got a lot of girls in the video. It's just a bunch of niggas with guns in their hand The shit looking crazy with the gun on close to their dome and their face and shit. And that, that's just what it is. And it's sad because, I mean, the dude AC was talking, he was he was talking like he was with that shit and that, that life caught up with him and hopefully he changed, this changes him because, while the music ain't really for me there is some talent there and then watching his videos and, interdu- and his uh interviews and shit despite some of the things he was saying like about you know have being able to do what he got to do with his gun and get money and all this shit listen i'm from that city i know you kind of gotta be that way if you're gonna be in the public eye but seeing past that he seemed like a good dude he seemed like a like a like a cool individual Like he He just wanted to do right By his family So I watched it He got a DJ Vlad interview And just interviews he did Around Like in Florida And he just seemed like He he young Like 19 years old Man making money Living his dream Doing music and shit And He he ran into He ran into a situation He'd already been in jail He got shot It's, It's crazy How fast Life can be taken away from you This man already lost A year to jail He come out Doing just rap thing get shot? Got out the hospital, and they arrested cause it's crazy, man. Oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully people watching they learn. I don't think they will, but God damn, at least in Duval, Jacksonville, y'all gotta learn. Like it's goons out there for real. Y'all rapping about this shit like y'all don't know what's really going on in the city, and everybody in that city knows somebody who knows somebody who can get to somebody else niggas got to chill but to close uh, I say never underestimate the power of a quiet man and uh, I'm I'm going to be all the way real like I wouldn't even think about this shit when it first popped off and I would have never thought about it because I forgot about that part of his life but this Drake Pusha T shit it shows you an example of a man's power. A quiet man. So when this man speak. It moves. It, it, his word moves shit. It's like it speaks. It speaks volumes right. When you, can, when you got your finger on something. And you can make it happen at will. That quiet power is strong. Y'all know Drake and, and uh, Push T was going back and forth with that shit. And it got to a point where. The big 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 homie. Jay Prince was like, "Nah, we're not going to respond to that. Apparently, the record was so bad, it's like, "Nah, we're not going to respond. And that could be a PR move to say face for Drake because he didn't have nothing. Or it was something that was really bad in the song. Because like, let's not pretend like these guys don't all know each other. And I'm not even talking about the rappers. I'm talking about the guys behind the scenes, the engineers, the, the managers, the people at the labels and shit. Like, they all know each other. They're all connected somehow. If they're at that level, somebody knows somebody. So I can believe that phone calls are being made back and forth. But uh, J Prince showed you a- an example of that quiet power. You don't have to say much, but when you say something, you can shut down a whole lot of shit. And I'm shutting this down on that note. So, episode 33, man. Um... Get at me, man. No playing this ride at gmail.com. Twitter, no play247, capital N, lowercase O, capital P L A Y. Holler at me. Let me know what's going on in the world. Facebook page, I'm still trying to figure out how I want to maneuver with that and put more content on there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm gonna work on it. Facebook page is alive though. Um still got the merch, no playing this ride. .threatless.com if you want a No Planets Ride t-shirt, coffee mug, all that shit is on there. Other than that, man, you know, make tomorrow better than today. Learn something tomorrow you didn't learn today. If you need help, get help. Bottom line. Peace.